Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Dave Kovar, and the title of today's podcast is Black Belt Leadership Mindsets. And this is a follow-up to the Mastery Mindsets. Now, to begin with, why I chose the name Black Belt Leadership Mindsets is uh, this is going to be, we're really going to discuss kind of different ways, different thought processes that are going to help you be at your best, and also how you with different thought process they're going to allow you to really interact with others at a high level and and black belt I, I chose that title first off of course I'm a martial artist and and that's something that that we strive towards but you know someone on the outside looks at a black belt and they think of maybe someone that's an expert is that all the answers and the reality is if you're a martial artist you know this a black belt just means you basically have some skills and the metaphor is you have some skills but you're still trying to get better right you're you're process oriented the whole concept to me what a black Bill means is is that is that that you have that continuous improvement, that kaizen mentality, and I think it's important to remember that once you stop trying to become better, you quit being good, right? So the name of the game is is really to focus on processes, right? So um, in her book uh, um, Mindset by Carol Dweck, she talked about the difference between a growth mindset, right? And a fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset is one where, man, you know, you're just kind of stuck. You are who you are. Growth mindset is you're trying to improve. And that's kind of the premise of what I want to share with you is the these mindsets are kind of uh, maybe beliefs about yourself uh, that, that are going to help you to kind of uh, get to the next level. Now, a lot of times what we do is we, we have maybe uh, adopt a belief we got from our parents or that we somehow heard maybe uh, one of them, for example, uh, a mindset that that or a belief I had about myself was based on one of my coaches from Little League, Coach Corsi, and he was a really good guy and he meant well. But at the end of the the, the the season, he said, "You know, Dave, you're not very good at team sports. You do better at individual sports." Now, I'm still not quite sure what what he was trying to get at or what he based that on. But hey, man, that just became my mindset because I respected Coach Corsi, so I I pursued individual stuff. Right, that was the last time I ever went out to it for a team sport. Right, and and I, I, before that, I was doing baseball. And and uh, what flag football? And after that, it was it was karate and and wrestling and skiing. And by the way, it's worked out okay. But it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized, hey, I actually can do team sports okay, right? And so that's a mindset. That's a that's something that we believe about ourselves. Now the issue is a lot of times we might have a limiting belief, a mindset that is not true, right? That helps to. Well, that actually keeps us from really reaching our, our, our potential. And so what I want to do is I want to share with you uh, 10 or 12 mindsets that I think may make sense to you. And if you don't currently have these, I would strongly encourage you to, to kind of try to adopt them. Now, as I read through this list and discuss them, what I encourage you to do is, is if one of them, if you're good at that one, you kind of nod and go, yeah, pat yourself on the back and go, yeah, I'm pretty good at that. But if there's one of these that you think, ah, yeah, you know what, that one makes sense, I really ought to focus on that, then that would be the one that that you'd really want to key in on on, 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 and adopt. Uh, So to start out with, uh, the first few of these are going to be these these black belt leadership mindsets are really going to be a kind of uh, personal, you know, how we can maximize ourselves. And the the second half are going to be more than, you know, mindsets when we're interacting with others. So the first mindset is... I take responsibility for my current situation. Let me say that again. I take responsibility for my current situation. So I think, uh, you know, in order to get to the next level, one of the first things we have to do is kind of accept where we currently are, right? And how often is somebody... Um, making excuses as about why they are who where they are. So regardless if it's maybe your 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 financial situation, uh, your health, your relationships, the first step is 
taking responsibility for where you're at because you really can't expect to get any further, uh, you know, if you, if you don't first, you know, if you're still making excuses and blaming others for where you're at. Now, other people may have, may have uh, let's say, example, you were, let's say you were born, you were raised an orphan and you went from, from foster home to foster home and you had one bad thing happen after other. Man, that's some bad stuff. And, and that certainly could have an effect on your outcome over your life. However, you know, how many people do we know that overcame that because they realized, all right, this is where we are, but I'm responsible. So instead of making excuses for, for why they can't get to the next level, they're taking action. So that would be the first one. Um, and this is probably one of the hardest ones to do is just to kind of accept where I am is, you know, I got to be responsible for it. But that's the first step to get to the next level. The next, the second mindset is I take care of myself because the world needs me at my best. Let me say it again. I take care of myself because the world needs me at my best. So I don't know about you, but I'm a better husband, father, boss, instructor when I'm feeling good about myself, right? So I think uh, there's a, for many people, there's a very large disconnect why, between how they treat their body and how they're going to be for everyone else and how, you know, how they're going to be able to maximize their real potential, right? And so I, I think also a lot of times people will, will maybe, especially parents, especially maybe even moms more, you know, than anything else will kind of put themselves at the back. They'll put everybody around them in front of them, right? And if they, if they get a chance to take care of themselves, they will. And I get sometimes in your life, you might be, you, you got to make choices and, you know, uh, maybe you're, you're, you're going to put yourself what not first. However, in general, you know, man, if you're feeling good about your health, if you're feeling good about your fitness, um, if you're feeling good about all those things, what's going to happen is you're going to be better for everyone else around you. So I think this mindset of, of not feeling of feeling like you're being selfish for taking care of yourself, but acknowledge that it's the best thing you can do for the people in your circle, that mindset can be dramatically helpful in kind of getting to the next level. So once again, I take care of myself because the world needs me at my best. The third mindset is I can always do more than I think I can. Let me say that again. I can always do more than I think I can. And how many times have, you know, I, you know, Come, you know, what doubted my ability to get to the next level or to do something only to and to do you know more than I thought and there's so many different applications of this but one of them was you know a couple weeks back I was in Australia and uh, I was in Surfers uh, Paradise which is this amazing place right and it's it, it just and I was running in the morning I got up early and the sun is rising and there it was it would actually had been it'd been storming the day before and and the and the, you know it had stormed that morning but it had cleared up and. And it was just this beautiful morning, but my body was feeling a little bit banged up. I hadn't quite adjusted to uh, the time zone difference, and you know, I was just a little sore. And I was jogging along this, uh, this you know, along the beach, and it was this gorgeous morning. There's this trail that go that 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 people you know will rollerblade through or walk through or run through right along the beach that goes for a few miles. And and I'm I'm trying to get that body warmed up, man. But I'm thinking, oh, maybe I just turn around and do something later. You know, I'm coming up with some excuse. And what do you know, some guy comes running by, you know, and he's probably 10 years younger than me or something. And, and, you know, he's coming by and he's got a pretty good pace going. And, and, uh, you know, I can almost read his mind saying, get out of the way, old man, I'm coming through. And of course, being the competitive guy that I am, it's like, oh, really? Okay. So what do I do? Of course, I have to match him step for step. Right. And for the first three seconds, it was kind of hard. And all of a sudden I just kind of got my rhythm going. Right. And all of a sudden I matched him step for step for until I decided to turn around a mile uh, uh, up the way because I had other stuff to get at. 
that. But here's the point. I didn't think I could do that that day. It was like, ah, man, I was thinking about turning around, but why was I able to? Well, because I I, uh, was motivated and I had a goal, right? And so I think it's so important to remember, man, you can always do more than you think you can. And so that's, can you imagine also how this mindset will help you when you're, when you're having a hard time with something, right? Is so, oh, I don't know if I can do this, but you know what? I can always do more than I think I can. All right. The next mindset is, um, I know that there's almost always a solution if I ask the right question. Let me say that again. I know that there's almost always a solution if I ask the right question. This is really powerful, and this is something I've been doing a lot of lately when I've got a challenge that I'm facing. Is I'm I always try to, to try to position the challenge in the form of a question. Uh, place the challenge in the form of a question that assumes there's an answer. Let me say that again. You know, place the challenge in the form of a question that assumes there's an answer. So an example of that would be, let's just say that, uh, you know, I'm not able to exercise a lot. And the reason I tell myself the reason is, is because I've got uh, my knees bothering me. I've got a busy schedule and I travel a lot. So that would be a real easy, you know, thing to sell, at least to myself. Oh, of course I can't exercise more. I want to exercise more, but I'm just too busy. And, and, uh, you know, my knees bother me and I travel all the time. So how, how would you expect me to exercise, right? And and maybe other people might buy that too, but certainly you can imagine how someone could throw that statement out there and how that belief could really adopt their ability to, to be as healthy as they could. So what I would do in that case is I'd position like this. How can I be, get, get in better shape and become more healthy with my busy schedule and my travel schedule and a sore knee. Now what happens is I position that challenge in the form of a question, right? To, to, that assumes there's an answer. I'm way more likely to come up with a solution. So I was recently mentoring a gentleman and, and uh, he was talking about how he is a one-man band and he, you know, of course he can't compete with all the other big guys because he's a one-man band. You know, he can't do everything. Well, uh, yeah, we started, and we, you know, I kind of gave him a little pushback. I go, with that kind of a mindset, of course you're not going to be able to, what's a better mindset? And so he kind of came up, well, let me think about that. It made sense. It's like, how can I get more done and compete with the big guys even though I'm a one-man band? And so what that does, that allows you to come up with a solution. So now you're, if there is, maybe there's no solution at all, but if there is a solution to be had, that question is the way that you're going to get there. All right. So the next one is, I know that with the right habits in place, my best years are still ahead of me. Let me say that again. I know that with the right habits in place, my best years are still ahead of me. So what the heck does that mean? So, you know, I think it's important for us all to understand that, that you know, with good habits, time is your ally. When with bad habits, time is your enemy, right? With good habits, time is your ally. With bad habits, time is your enemy. And, and you know, and, and I know I've talked about this in other podcasts, but it's so important. And you know, you you teach what you most need to hear, right? And this is something that 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 I understand on an intellectual level, and I do a pretty good job um, as, as far as sticking to what what uh, uh, to my good habits. But man, there there's plenty of things I could do better, and it's and it's a battle to do so, right? Uh, probably for all of us. So uh, this is the reminder that like you know, the quality of your life is in direct relationship with the habits and routines and rituals that you currently have in place. 
place. And it would do you well to analyze your day from dawn to dusk and take a look at the, the quality habits that you have, the good habits that you have, and then guard those things, man. Guard those habits. And then also do you well to, to what little things do you have that you could tweak, right? That, that, would, that would be uh, allow for improvements, whether it be in like, like for example, um, one of the habits that I, I got – uh, what I fell out of and I got into a different habit here uh, back in 2000 last year was is I started before I got up in the gym the first thing I do is I pulled my phone out and I would just get caught up on messages and maybe look on Facebook or Instagram and all of a sudden what happened within a, a couple of weeks I was ended up at the gym later my workout was rushed I also my head wasn't as clear because I had all this other stuff in, and I realized wait a minute man that was never a habit what the heck when did that start and so I just dis, I started I disciplined myself all right guess what you are not checking email or you're not checking Facebook until after breakfast and after for me after breakfast is 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 uh, usually around seven o'clock I'm usually at the gym at five and so I, I I'm able to get up, go do my workout, come back, uh, read something inspirational, have breakfast, do my meditation. And then after that, uh, 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 have breakfast, do my meditation. And then now my head is clear. I've really set my day, right? Now I can check that stuff. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was, it was so easy to fall out of that habit. And it was kind of tricky to get back into the habit. And even this morning, man, I got up, I, I'm walking by, you know, I'm getting my cup of coffee before I, I'm going to get going to the gym. And I look at my phone and man, I desperately want to turn it on and check to see if anybody texts me or, you know, to follow up on on a, a, a conversation that was going on last night, but I, you know what? It can wait two hours. It can wait two hours. Let me really get my day off to a, a good start. So I would challenge you to really think about it. Are there are the habits you had currently have in place? Do they serve you? Are they your ally? And if they are, keep them going. And what habits do you have that are not your ally? You know, you know that you could improve so that time can be on your side. So the next series are really kind of how, you know, interpersonal, how to deal with other people. And these are, these are mindsets that kind of, that I have found really valuable in, in interacting with others. So the next one is I choose my battles wisely. Let me say that again. I choose my battles wisely. What the heck does this mean? On so many different levels, this is so important. And 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 so it might be with, you know, as a parent when, you know, that you don't nitpick your kids, Right, that you 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 know you're not always on them for every little thing because pretty soon they're not going to hear anything. Right, as a coworker, you know that that you are not uh, constantly be finding fault with with people you work with. Uh, and and recently, a few days ago, I was at at a retirement community where my parents live, and uh, you know I'm getting to know the people there. They've been there for a few years, and then there's these two ladies that clearly don't get along really well there at the front counter and they were basically having an argument at the front counter and they were trying to be calm because people are around but it was clear okay and i you know that they they don't get along and they were both throwing these little minor things that they do and i i was you know to each other they were and you could tell that there was a lot of underlying tension now you know that's not uncommon people don't always get along all the time but I can only imagine that every time any one of these people uh, does something wrong, the other one is there to to remind them about it and point it out. And I can't imagine that over time, if I in three months, it's going to be better until one of them says, you know what, I'm going to. 
I'm going to choose my battles wisely. And I know that, that my interaction with like, like my team, the people that I work with is that, you know, I, I, I try not to, you know, if some, I try not to be disagreeable. Right. And, uh, I try to, as much as possible to, 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 uh, to, uh, if something isn't exactly how I want to be, I don't want to, it's not a big deal until something's important to me. Then I, then I will express my viewpoint and opinion. And guess what? People are way more likely to hear my viewpoint when, when I'm, I'm, uh, when I, when I choose my battles wisely because their guard isn't up. In other words, their guard is dropped because I seem like I'm a reasonable person. I don't know that I am. I'm just saying, I'm assuming that that someone, if someone thinks I'm a reasonable person, then when I say, Hey, wait a minute. No, this is important to me. I think it needs to, I think we need to do it this way. I think you really need to understand my viewpoint. They're way more likely to listen. Okay. So the next one, and this is just kind of uh, this kind of goes hand in glove with the, the, the uh, I choose my battles wisely, and that is I notice the good work of those around me. Let me say that again. I notice the good work of those around me. Now let me take the situation of those two uh, workers at the retirement community. Imagine if one of them decided, okay, you know what? Because I promise you, right now, neither the them are noticing the good work of the other. You know, I, I, I'm absolutely convinced of that, right? But imagine if 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 one of them said, you know what? Ah, I got to work with this person. They're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I got to see them eight hours a day, five days a week. What can I do to you know make this relationship better? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out of my way every time I see that person doing something correctly or doing something well. I'm going to comment. I'm going to give them a, a sincere compliment on that. And what do you think is going to happen? Well, chances are, you know, at first they're going to be going, okay, what's going on here? You know, they're going to be a little suspicious, but over time, what's going to happen is their guard is probably going to drop and all of a sudden, you know, that, that the peace pipe is going to be taken out at some point and who knows in a couple of years from now, they could be getting along masterfully. I, I shared this concept with, with one of our black belts in, and, uh, a few years back, who's this, this gal, she's an amazing, uh, student has been around with us, part of us, the, the, the schools for 25 years and a high level black belt and, uh, she works for the state and she was talking about after, after we had this concept, she goes, okay, that's it. I'm going to do this because there was somebody she's been interacting with for years that she was always at battle with. And, and, and she said, okay, it took a little while, but you know, after a couple months, they actually get along together. Now they actually like each other's company, but it's, it, 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 it's, it, it began with her noticing the good work of this other person. And it wasn't a one-time thing. It took time, right? And you know, it's, it's the mature person that can do this, right? Okay, so the next one, this is, this is, uh, actually comes from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This is habit number five, uh, which is seek first to understand, then to be understood. So in the, in the mindset, the, the statement, it is, I seek first to understand and then to be understood. So what the heck does that mean? I think that there's no more important personal human interaction, personal quality that you can have when interacting with others and that really try to see their viewpoint. So there's so many reasons why this is important. Number one, I see first understand and be understood from a position of, let's say you're a general and you are going to go into go to war, right? And you are, uh, what, uh, realizing that, that any moment now, uh, you know, you, you've got a, 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 an enemy that's, that's highly skilled and highly qualified. So the more you learn about the enemy, the better you are prepared to counter that person, right? From, from a, a specifically a tactical position, knowing the other person's viewpoint allows you to have, be able to combat that. Okay. Of course. But 
so on that level, that's, that's valuable. But on a, I think on a more important level is, is if you have a disagreement with somebody and you are able to uh, really ex- try to understand their viewpoint, a couple things are going to happen. Number one, you might go, wow, I didn't really look at it that way. They've really got a good point. Okay, uh, you, you might see some value. You, you might also learn something. But I think equally important to any of those things is the person in almost every case is going to sense your interest in them, and your uh, they're going to sense they're going to feel your ability to try to f- try to come up with a solution and and having empathy for their situation, and that will in almost a, every case make them have more empathy towards you, and all of a sudden a solution can be found. So I, I'd strongly encourage you if you do have a disagreement or uh, you come from a different viewpoint of somebody else's, understand where they're coming from before you try to have them understand you. And and if that's the case, man, uh, you know, that that will make a dramatic difference in your ability to interact with others. The next one, I make others feel important when I'm in their presence. I want to say that again. I make others feel important when I'm in their presence. You know, uh, uh, I don't think that, you know, we all, pretty universal thing that we're looking for is to be respected, right? And, and, and feel appreciated. And so when we're with somebody that goes out of their way to, to, you know, to make us feel good about ourselves, man, we would like to be around that person. Uh, and, and so that's something that a conscious effort. And by the way, how many times have, 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 you know, you, you know, have you seen or I seen uh, a time when somebody could be disrespectful to somebody, uh, just because, because they, they uh, because they could. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Maybe somebody that's just being rude to someone serving the the, the waiter, the waiter or waitress at a restaurant because they can, right? And uh, and and only maybe later to find out that came back to haunt them. So so in other words, you're not you're, you're not uh, you, you don't want to be nice to the food server at the restaurant because someday they might you, you know be in a position to. Uh, treat you good or bad. That's not, it's the right thing to do, but I promise you it's going to pay in spades when you make others feel good around you. I'm reminded about a great quote. You can judge a person's character by the way they treat the people least important to them and your ability to you go out of your way to make other people feel important uh, around you. So I, one time years ago, this would have been 25 years ago, my my older brother Tim and I were were working out. We were doing, a, we were training and we were, had dirty t-shirts on and we were all sweaty and, and at the time we'd, we'd have advertised for uh, uh, you know, for, for for someone that we needed somebody in the office, right? An office manager. And so what do you know? This lady comes in and she's all, she's dressed to the T's and uh, she comes in and, and, and Tim walks over to her. By the way, Tim is going to be her direct boss, right? Direct supervisor. But she doesn't know who this guy is. All she sees is this, this sweaty dude, right? And it can't possibly be any be important. So she's pretty rude to Tim. She goes, I'm sorry. I'm no, you can't help me. I'm waiting for someone, you know, uh, that, 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 that for an interview. And Tim, goes oh so <laughs> this other lady comes down from the from from the the office and and she all of a sudden turns into this really syrupy sweet oh hello how are you I'm here for the interview it was so transparent that okay this lady's gonna gonna treat people that she thinks are important as important but everybody else she's not and so clearly she didn't get the job and and so I would encourage you man you know our ability to make other people feel important man that's just massive so I I make others feel important when I'm in their their presence. Next one is I 
I always give others the benefit of the doubt by assuming that their intentions are honorable. Let me say that again. I always give others the benefit of the doubt uh, by assuming that their intentions are honorable. What the heck does that mean? That means that that you know if don't not to be easily offended, right? Not to be somebody that if something doesn't go your way, uh, that you assume that they have the poor intentions. For an example, this is this is really something that I see happening a lot. You know, maybe if someone sends you an email or a text and that you could interpret the words so differently uh, based on the way you're going into a conversation. So let's say for an example that that you have someone that you don't normally get along with very well and they text you uh, uh uh, they text you a, a very short text that doesn't have an emoji, doesn't have anything. It says, uh, uh, can, you, can you take out the garbage tomorrow or something? <laughs> Basically, uh, you can interpret that comment in like they're being rude and irritated, right? Based on the mindset that you're in. Uh, or you can interpret it in the reverse. So it's really about what you assume their intentions are. So the, the whole idea is, is that, man, you go if you go through your life looking for reasons to be offended, you're going to find them everywhere. You know, we all know someone that they're offended over everything and everybody. Okay. And we also know other people that, man, nothing phases them. It's just, you know, it's, it's water off a duck's back. Nothing bothers them. Right. So that's a mindset that's incredibly valuable to adopt. So I'd strongly encourage you to, 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 to give others the benefit of the doubt by assuming that their intentions are honorable when they interact with you. And if they mess up, uh, you know, assume that they, they, they didn't do it to offend you. Couple more and we're, we're home free here, guys. Okay, the next one is I make decisions based on what is good in the long term, not as what, it, what is easy in the moment. Let me say that again. I make decisions based on what is good in the long term, not what is easy in the moment. So the concept here is understanding the difference between instant gratification and long-term benefits. And, you know, if I do things uh, and I'm thinking short-sighted, right, I'm doing something because it, it, it feel good or tastes good now that could hurt me in the long run, man, that, that's, that's not having any level of self-discipline. An example with that would be if you got up, you know, and, and for breakfast every morning you, you ate, you know, some crap. You ate donuts because, man, they taste so good right now. And that's and then for lunch you ate donuts, etc. Well, in in the short term, your taste buds are saying thank you, but your body's going, what the heck? How do you expect me to get healthy, right? Uh, and so our ability to you know, to uh, you know train our palate so where it appreciates good food. And by the way, eventually it'll taste good as well, right? Like like a piece of just broccoli. Once you train your palate, I you know. Uh, you know, by the way, I, I eat my share of, I don't always eat clean. I eat pretty good, but I eat my share of, of junk, right? Uh, 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 but I don't overdo it, I'd like to think. And, but I've also chained, trained my palate to where a piece of raw broccoli tastes good, right? And so it, maybe it didn't originally, but now I've learned to appreciate that. I remember years ago when I was painting apartments, and, and this would have been back in the early 80s, and, and I was supplementing my martial arts school by painting during the day. And I remember working with this one guy, and he was probably 10 years older than me, so it would have put him in his early 30s. And I remember he, he would bring his ice chest and all that was in his ice chest. And this guy was like in his thirties, but man, his complexion was bad. He had this little real waxy skin and he wasn't 
uh, obese, but he was just kind of, I don't know, very loose-skinned, flabby guy, no disrespect intended. But the, the, uh, And I remember thinking, man, what's up with that guy? There's nothing not right about it. Well, then I saw what he packed in his lunch. Every day, what he had was literally, literally nothing but candy bars and soda. That's what he ate pretty much all day, every day, candy bars and soda. And it's like, okay, I can only imagine what, if he kept that up, what, what he might look like now, right? And, and so the, the concept with this one, I, I think it's, it, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's worth discussing is, is that, is that when you make decisions, man, are they, are they, are you doing it in the short term or is this going to be something that in the long term is going to benefit you? Because when you take a second to think, how is this going to affect us? This might even be also the ability when it comes to money, like instead of buying, you know, uh, uh, spending something frivolous short term, imagine if you instead of buying some foo-foo coffee drink for four ninety five, if you took that four ninety five and you put it in your piggy bank every day, imagine where you'd be. That would be a, a, an example of this as well. And one more. I am patient with myself and others as I know the the important things usually take time. Let me say that again. I am patient with myself and others as I know the important things usually take time. And this is one of those things that I, I think that we just can't stress enough. You know, we can't be reminded enough about about how man stuff takes time. Life is hard and when you're patient with yourself and others, man, you know, it, it makes the process what more enjoyable and and in the long term you're gonna get more done. You know. In martial arts training, there's a there's a term, and I've talked about it before. Uh, it comes, it, it's a it's a slang term, us, like O S U, right? Us, and it's a slang term of two words, Oshi and Shinobu, which roughly translated means patience and push or patience and perseverance. And it's the way as an instructor that we when we say us to our students, what we're saying is, I'm going to be patient with you, but I'm going to push you. And for myself, what I'm saying is, is that I'm going to be patient with myself, but I'm also going to push myself. And, and I think that really sums up, man, you know, at the end of the day, uh, being impatient never helps the process, never helps the process, you know, and just it, it, as long as I'm methodically doing the right thing on a regular basis and I'm really focusing on taking care of the days, then the years take care of themselves. So I hope you have found these Black Belt Leadership Mindsets valuable. I, I appreciate you tuning in and I look forward to talking to you in the future months. Take care. Bye-bye.